Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Yo, are you pumped up? Are you psyched? You should be. I'm on fire. I'm going to have to speak really fast today because I have so much flipping doorbells going off. Hey, I should tell you about this. It is so cool. I'm just going to tell you, this is not supposed to be part of my podcast today, but it's the coolest thing ever. You just heard that on my phone just now. It's called Ring. So you go to ring.com, R-I-N-G.com. And I saw this featured on the news the other day. I'm like, there's no way that thing for 200 bucks works like that. It can't be that cool. And so I ordered it. So here's what it is. And there's lots of products like this, but this one, I've ordered them. This one is Amazeballs. It's a doorbell with a camera attached. So just now that little like ding dong, that was actually a notification telling me that there was someone near my front door. So I set it up so that it picks up anyone who's in within a 20 foot radius of my front door. That's kind of cool. So then I know that you're walking up to my front door before you even ring the doorbell. Now I'm in my podcasting booth right now, but I could be in North Dakota. And when that doorbell goes off, I can see who's at my door and then I can speak directly to them from my phone. Like, so I can be in North Dakota and they can ring the doorbell and I can be like, oh, hey, oh, hi. Oh, actually, we can't come to the door right now. So um, if you could just leave the package there, that would be great. Insane. I, I need to do a whole episode about this cool thing. But I just thought I wanted to share that with you. I'm not an affiliate for them, but it's the coolest thing I've ever bought. I love it. Oh, and I've got teenagers. And so the other day when my son decided to walk his girlfriend out to her, her car, I got to spy on them and see what, why, why couldn't you say goodbye here inside the house? Like what was going on? And then I got to yell through the speaker. Okay, you're busted. Knock it off. Enough already. That was kind of fun. They weren't expecting that. Oh, and then I took screenshots on my phone to show them how inappropriate they were being. They're actually good kids. I'm just playing. I fully digressed. Okay, back to today's topic that has me, as you can tell, extremely hyper and extremely excited. Okay, on to today's topic. Today, I want to talk to you, if you've been following along in this series, about not only how to make sure your virtual staff is happy, perhaps even more importantly, how to keep yourself happy and sane in this process. So what I will be sharing with you today are some of the blunders that we've made in the past that cost us a ton of time. And I will share with you some of the things that we have learned through trial and error and and through research and guidance and mentorship and from learning from people basically who've been on my podcast. I have to tell you that one of the best outcomes of doing a podcast is the incredible amount of experts I've had access to because the show does well. And so like top authors and experts, you just, you have access to them, which is super cool. But I have to say that one of the most valuable experts that I've learned from this year in terms of changing and transforming my business has been Chris Ducker. And you're going to hear me talk a lot about Chris in these couple of episodes because I've always been someone, well, I shouldn't say always, in the last four or five years, we have really taken outsourcing um, very seriously. However, I wasn't great at it. And I, I knew it was saving me money, but in some instances, I felt like, I know it's saving me money, but it's not always saving me time. 
you know, like, or I know there's a better way to do this. There must be, right? And so, so I would suggest you to pick up Chris's book, Virtual Freedom. But let me start first with one of the most important things that you can do when it comes to hiring virtual staff. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about someone who's doing something for you on Elance or someone that you'll have on a more permanent basis. It, it really doesn't matter because the bottom line is this. You want to work with people who you like. And in order to like people, you have to kind of get to know them. And that might seem like, well, isn't that time consuming? It is, but it's less time consuming than rehiring and hiring and rehiring and hiring. And it's certainly far more valuable because people go above and beyond when they feel like you like them. And the only way someone can feel like you like them is if basically you do. And that's going to require you having to get to know them a little bit. So the mistake that we made in the beginning, and I say we, but it's me. The mistake I made in the beginning is I would post jobs to Fiverr or to Elance or any number of places and find other great freelancers online. And I would simply look at their skills. I would say, I need someone who can do um, web design. And I, I didn't think about like what it would be like to work with this person because like what I would think to myself, what does it matter? They're in another part of the country. I'll send them instructions. They'll send me their work. I'm getting a you know great rate on their work. So like, what does it matter what their personality is or what they look like or any of those things, right? But then what we found, what I found is like losing people or they didn't do the work that they said they were going to do. It was, there was just like a disconnect. And I've described this in the previous episodes, but I kind of felt like they weren't real people. And I don't mean that like that I thought less of them, but more so it felt like a faceless, nameless provider, almost like someone who was anonymous or like a robot doing the work. I know that's terrible, but I'm just being honest with you. And it was, it felt weird, right? And yet we still would get great work sometimes, but it was hit or miss. Now what we've learned to do, and a lot of this is from the things that I've learned uh, by trial and error, and of course, from learning from books like Virtual Freedom, is that I need to hire for people online, for consultants, in exactly the same way I would hire for people to work with me in person. And yo, I'm not even trying to like brag right now, but I'm really good at picking out what people are all about. Like I, I've got a sixth sense for this, and so do you. That's why you're the boss. You're good at being able to identify a person's true nature. Now, we're not always good at listening to our that little inner voice that says this is the right person, the wrong person, but I know you're good at it. You just have to turn up the volume on that little voice. So this might sound crazy, but even if it's someone who we just have editing the podcast or um, on a regular basis, they're taking photos and you know making them square and adding our watermark, we hire now. Ready for this? Tip number one, we hire based on company culture. That means the people who I hire, I want to evaluate them as if they would be spending time in my office. That means, would, is this someone I would want to spend time with? Do I like them? And do they fit our company culture? So that means first, you have to define your company culture. Here's what our company culture looks like. We are all about family. Family is first. That's the bottom line. So you rearrange your schedule according to your family's needs. And, 
And however you need to do that, everyone in my office pretty much knows that that is, that's important. And, and we all try to do that. Obviously, we've got work to get done. Obviously, we all have our own um, responsibilities, but family comes first. We are fun. It is an office culture where it's very collaborative. So no one should ever feel as though they're stepping on another person's toes. It's You would never say, that's not my department, or I don't normally do that. You just, everybody helps everybody else out. It's a culture of silliness, of honesty, of creativity, of kindness, of recognition, of individuality. Um, it's a culture of fun. It's a culture of um, faith. And so these are the things we we have in common and we try to, th- that's what we do. Like, I think that's a benefit, a perk of working for Team Johnson is we're all about family, faith, fun. It's collaborative. It's silly. It's honest, it's creative, it's kindness, it's it's individuality, it's teamwork. And I know everyone says teamwork, but like legitimately everyone is an equal, period, end of subject. Whether you just came on board and this is your first job and you're 18 years old or you are um, approaching 50 and you have all the experience in the world, each person on our team has a very particular role and each of them we honor. So that means that when I'm hiring somebody online, I have to get to know who they are. I have to figure out if they would fit with our culture. Is this someone who's generally negative? Is this someone who um, doesn't really like people, doesn't have a silly side, doesn't appreciate a silly side, uh, isn't forthright, isn't that polite, isn't that kind? Uh, They have no faith. (laughs) Um, It makes them uncomfortable when people do talk about the fact that they are, you know, that they're spiritual. Um, They don't have much of an opinion. That's really important. If if you're going to work in our office, if you're going to work in our environment, you need to have enough confidence to say, now, why are you guys doing that? Because it really doesn't make sense. That's who I need on my team. Someone who has enough confidence to say, wait a second, Shaleen, um, why are you guys doing it that way? And I wouldn't open this email or that's not what I would pay for this product. Like I need a collaboration because I know y'all are smarter than me. We are better as a team. We can do far more as a group than we can as just a single individual. So that might seem crazy to you thinking I'm going to hire someone to proofread my my documents and I I need to kind of figure out if they fit with my company culture. Yes, because you need to like these people. You need to like them. So hello, so that they like you, right? And that means you're going to have to figure out who they are a little bit. Obviously, first you look at their skills when we're talking about outsourcing. But the bottom line is this. There's so many people out there on the planet who have that same skill set, that it doesn't make sense for you to hire someone with that skill set who doesn't meet or match your company culture. Because there is somebody out there who does match your company culture. And when you find them, you will be happier and they will be happier, even if it's just part-time occasional work. Tip number two, and this really relates to tip number one. So if you're going to hire people who fit with your company culture, Basically, you're going to have to you're going to have to follow tip number two, which is get to know people, get to know them before you hire them. So once we've found out that somebody has what we need in terms of perhaps skill and they have the ability, because I mean, obviously, this is someone who you're hiring for your virtual staff. So you want to make sure that they obviously have the skills that you're looking for. 
But once I know their name, I go into ninja mode and I figure out who are they really? And I look them up on social media and I look up their last several posts and I try to find anything that they've ever done on Twitter or on Instagram before they know that we're interested in hiring them. So they don't have a chance to clean everything up, right? And there's been instances in the past where, for example, I found a blog post from this guy that I wanted to do some um, podcast editing for me. And I found this crazed blog post where he was like going on and on about some ex-girlfriend and how he, uh, I mean, it was brutal and it was creepy and scary and weird. And I'm like, note to self, <laughs> not going to fit in with our culture. But that's, you know, how do you know those things unless you look and you need to, because a lot of these people, they're going to have access to your accounts, your other staff members, etc. So you need to get to know them. Here's the other reason why you need to get to know them. Because we do more. You and I are going to go way out of our way and do like incredibly um, arduous, time-consuming things for people simply because we like them. And we like people who like us. And we assume that people like us when they seem to want to get to know us, where there's a genuine concern and an interest, not only in like what you can do as a consultant, but who you are. And then hopefully there's a natural compatibility between you and your consultants. Now, this goes across any cultural and language barrier. I just, I've Skyped with people who speak very little English, and yet I have an instant connection with them. And I've also done the same with people who they speak the language really well. And I'm like, this, there's something not right about this person. I think their work is great, but I don't think they, if, like if they lived here, I don't think they would fit in with our office staff. Oh, the other F that I forgot in terms of our uh, company culture is fitness. Fitness and health and well-being is a big part of our company culture. So we are strong advocates of having our staff, hey, you want to go work out right now because that's going to help you to be more creative? Go do it. Like you don't have to ask to come in two hours late because you want to go take a cycling class. Do that. We know you're going to be better for it. And we also strongly encourage and talk a lot about therapy. I mean, what could be a better benefit to your coworkers than you having your head on straight? As a matter of fact, Powder Blue Productions, a fitness and lifestyle company that my husband and I owned previously and sold for an amount I shall not disclose here, we really believed that therapy, giving therapy to our employees was a benefit to all the employees. So we didn't offer dental insurance, but instead we paid for therapy. My thinking is it is more detrimental to me as your um, office mate for you to be dealing with something like a death of a family member or a past traumatic experience, or if you're going through a really, really hard time, that's going to affect everybody around you far more than if you just have a tooth that sometimes starts to bug you. Like, like when you're going through a really hard time, you need therapy and that will help everybody. And it did. And so that's a part of our culture, like mental well-being, your ability to handle life, you know, how good you feel, how resilient you are. That is a part of our culture. We really take that into consideration because people are going to be happier. They're going to give you a better output. 
And when people are happier, you're going to be happier and people just, they're more productive and it's just better all the way around. So keep those things in mind, even when you're working with a virtual staff member. And remember, these things apply whether you're working with someone on an occasional basis, it's not as regular as you'd like, but you always want to make sure this person's available, then you've got to think about these things. And it definitely applies when you're considering bringing on a full-time virtual assistant or a full-time virtual social media manager, whatever it is. If you're bringing on a full-time staff member, you've got to make sure you're keeping all of these things in mind. Now, there's so many more things for me to share with you that really make a difference. And this is where you get that slight edge. You hear people talk about it like, you know, taking their business to the next level. It's not transforming your business. Sometimes it's just doing one tiny little thing differently. So for those of you who have been outsourcing things, those of you who are considering it, just by making these tiny little incremental changes, you can take your business to the next level. It's that little tiny adjustment that makes a huge difference. I have so many more lessons that we have learned through this process that I want to share with you, including how to give constructive feedback, how to make your virtual staff feel like they're a part of your in-person staff, like how to let people know your personality and not cross that border where you're giving them too much freedom or it's, it's all about fun, how to get people to work a little harder without you always having to give them more money because that's not what it's about. So in tomorrow's episode, I'm going to go into those areas. I'm going to speak specifically about how we interject our culture and make sure our virtual staff fits, that they feel appreciated, um, how we do that specifically, how we communicate with them, what apps we're using, what that schedule looks like, and how to make all of this as seamless and systematized as possible. Because ultimately, y'all, we're all trying to work a little less enjoy life a lot more. So it's a date. Tomorrow morning, you wake up. Promise me you'll do that. And I promise to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. I'm done. I'm done for now. But I love you guys. Thanks for listening. This episode has been sponsored by smartsuccess.com. What is smart success? Well, it's an online academy. It's a school. It's a place for you to go to learn everything you need to know to redesign, to improve, to recreate any area of your life. We cover fitness, mental well-being, financial security, the relationship between you and your significant other, the relationship between you, your friends, and your family, your focus, your hobbies, your spirituality. All of these things factor into our overall happiness and most of us just default to the thing that's easiest for us. And, and unfortunately, we neglect the areas that need the most effort. But it's not just about recognizing there's an area that needs our attention. It's knowing what to do and how to do it. It's the habits, the formulas, and the systems for success. But not by someone else's definition, but your definition. In Smart Success, we teach you how to create the blueprint. Not our blueprint your blueprint, what that should look like, how to reverse engineer it, how to take the steps each and every day that don't overwhelm you, but move you in the direction of the life, this crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life that you deserve. It's for everyone and anyone. It's for the housewife who 
feels unfulfilled. It's for the college student who doesn't know what they're going to do after they graduate. It's for the busy entrepreneur who believes they're supposed to be doing everything themselves. I believe that smart success is my purpose. It's my calling. And it is my way of helping others avoid the traps of the hustle. And I know because I was there. We had the house, the cars, the money, the bank accounts, the accolades. But what we didn't have is the life that we wanted. We were chasing success. We were doing all of the right things, yet we just, we couldn't breathe. And so from our challenges, we developed a program, a system, a step-by-step how to redesign your own life. Even if your life is amazing, if there's something inside of you that's telling you it could be better, or it's not exactly what you had imagined, if there's this feeling that you can't breathe or that there's a level of unhappiness you just don't want to admit to, I'm telling you, smart success is for you. And I invite you to take advantage of our free trainings and learn more for yourself by going to smartsuccess.com.